The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from very sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. It's supposed to hit 113 today. I wish we could uh, share some of the rain, although then I guess we'd just have steam if we had some rain on this. Um, Wonderful time to be very, very grateful and in appreciation for air conditioning, and I think we all feel that way. Newton's third law of motion yeah, we're going to get a little scientific today, is for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. Today we're going to talk about action and reaction in our daily lives. If I don't do this or if I do this, what will happen? You know, if I is the question. If I marry Joe or if I don't marry Joe, what's going to happen? If I go to the doctor or I don't go to the doctor, what are the consequences of that? If I go to work today or I decide to call in sick, then what? If I start doing what I love to do instead of doing what I think I have to do to make money, what happens then? What if I follow my heart and left? Whatever the situation is that's so unhappy or so difficult uh, or so not you, if I left this, then what? You know, you have to fill in your own blank. How often do we think this way about what if happens? Uh, Some of us have the shoot first and ask questions later mentality. And we don't consider the consequences be either before or act- after our actions. Some people sit and wonder, what if all day long and never take action? Betsy Thompson has asked many of the tough questions. She's given them great consideration and has given us her responses. In her, new, in her book, what, the What If I book. This is a delightful read and I really recommend that you get it and go through some of her questions. Her answers may not be something you agree with. That's okay. They get your juices and your thoughts flowing about what the what ifs are, how you answer your own what ifs in your own life. Betsy Thompson is a writer with a passion for communicating spiritual concepts. In every job she's had from age 16 up until now, whether it was waitressing, selling radio time, being a commercial print model, executive assistant, housewife, or author, her lessons have been about understanding how she faces herself wherever she goes. Betsy finally realized that each job and each person was an opportunity to know herself better. 
not an opportunity to blame others for her own problems. Betsy's the author of six books and is now in the process of getting her early self-published books up on Amazon in newer, improved versions. Makes me think of New Improved Tide. New Improved Versions. Love it. She's been our guest before, and I am absolutely delighted to welcome her back again. Betsy, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you so much, Irene. I'm delighted to be here. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> oh, this is such a wonderful book. You know, you, you don't just address easy stuff. I mean, you tackle, what if I commit suicide? That's a big one. Yeah. You know, that's huge. Uh, you, you tackle, what if I abandon somebody else? Or what if I make a mistake? That's a big one for a lot of people. And I really want to talk about that book. But first, tell the listeners who haven't heard you before a little bit about yourself. Who is Betsy Thompson? Well, I'm a person who spent the first half of my life blaming everyone else for my problems. Until oh, my- you too! <laughs> yes, until my problem became that I was almost homeless. And uh, that was like a, a real defining moment in my life because uh, at the same time all this was happening, that I was uh, so poor, like in a one-room apartment in California with roaches and <laughs> just very in a bad neighborhood, um, I was uh, struggling to make ends meet and... Um, I reached a point where I, I got exposed to something called A Course in Miracles, and uh, Marianne Williamson was speaking out in California at the time. And what I really got from that when I started doing it was the idea of taking responsibility. I mean, and when I thought about it, you know, I, I had made the decisions that had gotten me almost homeless. It wasn't anybody else. Nobody had made those decisions. It was me. So I started taking responsibility for the fact that I had made the decisions that had gotten me there, and I started taking responsibility for other things, too. And one of the things that I took took responsibility for was this gift that I had that I knew I had when I was five, but I had abandoned it because my sister's reaction to it was so uh, traumatic uh, that I could communicate with spirit. And so I said, well, denying my gift hasn't done too much for me in my life, so let's see what happens if I acknowledge my gift. And so I sort of said a prayer one afternoon in my apartment that I was I wanted to share the gift. I wanted to write the answers down. I wanted to ask questions, write the answers down. I wanted to share the answers. But I sure needed a job to support me while I did it. And it was almost as if the universe said, well, if you're ready, we're ready, and here we go. Because three weeks later, I had the job with Castle Rock Entertainment that I had. had, I kept that job and worked for the same man for the next 18 years. When he went to Warner Brothers as president of Warner Brothers, I followed him to Warner Brothers. And I retired uh, after 18 years. Uh, and to have, could could retire after 18 years after being almost homeless, which seems like a miracle to me, to write full time. And so that that's uh, a short version of my life. <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good story. So you communicate with spirit to get the information that you write in your books. Is that what you just told me? Yes. And, and when, I, when I, I was inspired to write this book because I was coming home from work one day and uh, things had not gone well. Uh, and I, I believed in this, the mirror theory or action-reaction or uh, karma or cause and effect, whatever you want to call it. It's basically the pulling of energy back to self. Uh, I believed in that, but I was having trouble admitting what I must have given to somebody to explain what I had received. And I think this is the problem we all have because we come up with rationalizations and excuses for our behavior. After all, they were mean to me, so why shouldn't I? Be yeah. Mad? Why you know? is he being so mean to me? Yeah. Well, it couldn't have anything to do with the fact that I've been 
not nice. Right. We'll put it that way. Not nice. Yes. And I realized that that when I when I understood why this unkindness had come into my life because I had been unkind before. I realized what you know as opposed to what most people think that you're going to feel horrible about yourself. What it really does is empower you. It makes you realize that my gosh, if I created this situation, then what other situations can I can I create that are much better? And it's exactly it's, yeah. It's a very pow- It's a very powerful place to come from. And, and basically changed my life. And so I thought to myself, well, other people must have these same questions that I have. And, and so I started, I just, you know, thought of the idea and Spirit joined in and we came up with these 33 chapters. And, and it was very uh, illuminating for me, too, because every chapter, you know, just like life is very serendipitous for everyone. So whatever chapter I was writing, things in my life were happening around that idea. And it was... Oh, helpful. isn't that how it always goes? Yes, always, <laughs> always. So it was, uh, you know, it's like a reference book too, because every chapter is complete within itself, and then I can I can refer back to it if I'm having if I'm getting into a problem somewhere where I need a little guidance, and I can open the book and I can find the chapter that helps me. And I found that other people are saying the same thing about the book that they they love how they can just go to one of the chapters when they need to be reminded of of um, how they how they are the one who is creating their emotional life. And it's very interesting when you go to it and you pick it up. Well, I had mine online, um, but when you go to it and you just open it somewhere, mm-hmm. it's what you need at that moment. Yes, but I think all books are like that. <laughs> I, I do too, actually. Who should read this book? Well, I think that it's for um, anyone who is is, a, is an appointed in their life when they're ready for uh, to expand, they're ready to think about new ideas. Uh, they're ready to say, "How can I? What can I do to improve my life? To have better relationships with other people? To make sure that I have the kind of life that I want?" It's, it's for anybody who wants to look at who is who is willing to be honest about themselves and their behavior and their actions towards others, and willing to look at themselves in an honest way and grow. Um, that could be pretty much all of us. Hmm. Before we before we go any further, how can people find this book? Give them the whole title and tell them how they can find you and how they can find the book. Okay, it's called the What Happens If I dot 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 book, and how to make action reaction work for you instead of against you. And you can go to my website at www.betsythompson.com where the books are there. Or you can go to Amazon and you can put in books by Betsy Otter Thompson and they all come up. And it's important that you put Betsy Otter, O-T-T-E-R, Thompson, because there's several Betsy Thompsons yeah. around. So you want to be sure you get her book. And in fact, you might look and see if there's another one or two of her books that really speak to you because they're very, very good. And on that note, I think we'll go to break so when we come back we can really dig into it and and get to the meat of it. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Betsy Otter Thompson saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paul LaJoy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Betsy Otter Thompson. We're talking about her new book, The What If I Book. Um, and, and this book is about action and reaction. The what did I do to deserve this kind of question? What did you already know about action and reaction, Betsy, before you wrote this book? Well, I knew it was the boomerang in effect, uh, or the idea that I received the emotional gift that I gave to others, whether I wanted it back or not. Um, the theory isn't really complicated. Uh, it's just hard to remember, you know, when you're uncomfortable with what you're receiving. Um, because when the, when the boomerang returns full of love, uh, you naturally uh, get excited and you rejoice in your good fortune. But when the boomerang returns full of criticism and rejection, the tendency is to look for someone to blame, which is, which is what I did for most of my, the first half of my life. I was always looking for someone to blame. But the only thing that really created for me in my life was lots of people willing to blame me for all their problems. Because that was yeah. the energy, that, that was the energy I was putting out, so that's the energy I got back. 
Is this the same thing as mirroring? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing. There are a lot of names that are that can explain it, but it's basically that like energy attracts like energy. So you're saying that if I'm surrounded by friends who are bitter and unhappy, I better look and see what I'm putting out there? Yeah. Yeah. Not nice. But it is nice. And in a way, it's really nice because it's a great gift. It means that you're never... You can never be really confused about your life as, willing, as long as you're willing to ask yourself, why have I attracted this into my life? It's a very, it's a very, um, I mean, it's just, a, you know, people say that, that the gift is the present moment, and it is, and that, and that everybody, everybody in your life is there uh, to mirror you, and uh, if you change who you are, you change the way you behave and the way you act out towards others, then you attract different people in your life, and they move on to someone who is still blaming. Uh, right. How did you come to be able to ask this question? Because that's not an easy question to ask. Uh, the question of what have I done to invite it? Yeah, what are, yeah, how did you know when that you had invited it? So it came to be that you would ask yourself the question. When some negative came into your life, you were aware that you had brought this in. When did you become aware of that? that? That's a hard concept for a lot of people to get. Well, I mean, I heard the phrase that um, whatever goes around comes around. I just didn't take it seriously. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think, um, I mean, I think that the universe shows us exactly how our lives work. It is in perfect balance at all times. The planets are always... Uh, lined up the way they need to be for for the whole to be healthy and whole. And if one planet went out of order, then everything would be in chaos. And it's exactly the way our life is, too. We are part of the universe, so we are always in balance, too. Uh, and that balance means that for the emotion that we put out towards others, that we attract people with the same emotion. It may not always look like it's your mirror, but it always feels like it's your mirror because this is an emotional journey. We are on an emotional journey uh, if you look back at your life when you're a child and you remember what happened, it's the things that are around strong emotion that you remember because this is what our journey is all about. Everything else is just the illusion. Here today, gone tomorrow, here for us when we need it and gone when we don't need it anymore. Oh, that is so true, and the universe is so astute. <laughs> you know, a lot of people I know have had the idea that when we say what goes around comes around, it's going to come back from the same person. But I haven't found that to be true. Whatever I put out may not come back from the person I gave it to, but it's going to come back from somewhere. Right, right. It, it may not come back from the person because uh, they may be in a different place. They may be in a different place in their life where uh, it wouldn't be appropriate for them to be reflecting that back to you. So, but it comes back from the person from whom it is appropriate. So it, it, it's always about asking yourself. It's never about the other person. We cannot change other people. We do not need to change other people. Other people change for themselves, not for us. And why shouldn't they? They know they know about their journey. They're on their journey. They'll change when it's when they're good and ready to change, and not a moment sooner. We don't have to change other people. We have to look at ourselves when things aren't going well, or when when we have a dilemma with another person. It is not about that other person changing. It is about us looking, what is, it, what is it in this person that is irritating me so much? And when you, when you identify what it is, then you must ask yourself, how have I been irritating to others? I, I, when I first started writing I, these ideas down, I was hearing these ideas. I was so 
uh, I was so excited about the ideas. And to me, they had saved my life. And I, I came from an attitude that everybody should have these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very patronizing. And so uh, I had to, when, I, when somebody came into my life and was very patronizing, and I had to sit back and ask myself, what have I done to attract this uh, patronizing person into my life? And that was the answer. And as soon as I understood what the answer was, then I was in a position of power to change my attitude and to, to realize that everybody has their own priorities, everybody has their own path to growth, and that everybody's path is perfect for that person. And it was, uh, it was very liberating and freeing for me to realize that. But I, I wouldn't have realized it if I had blamed the other person for just being that kind of a person and I couldn't do anything about it and, and the heck with them. It was a, yeah. You know, you can't change what you refuse to acknowledge as within yourself. So you have to acknowledge it, and um, and and nothing awful happens. We think it's you know, ego tells us, oh, you can't admit that because then that makes you a horrible person. Well, it doesn't make you a horrible no, person. It, it makes you, it makes you an informed person. <laughs> yeah, it makes you much more aware. Yes. You know, it's called awareness. I think the flip side is just as important when wonderful things are happening to you. When you're just meeting people who are just so much fun and so bright and so giving. You, you can look and say, what did I do to deserve this? And you get a different side of your life, too, and you can go right into appreciation from there. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and I think it's really important that we do that, you know, so, so we stay in that positive place. Um, otherwise, otherwise, yeah, you're going to attract more positive to you. Absolutely. When you do that. Yes, and also when you see something, as it, when something uncomfortable comes into your life, but you turn it around and you see it as a gift, you've automatically switched. You've already you know, break, made a switch inside of yourself uh, that you're going to see this in a positive way and you're going to see this as an answer that you need to understand, something you need to understand in yourself in order to move forward and inward. Right. When I finally learned to ask the question, what is this supposed to teach me? What do I learn from this? You know, I was able to turn a lot of things around. It's an important question. Yeah, you know, it is. What, what do I learn from this? What can I? What kind of growth will I experience from being in this? It keeps you from ranting and raving and, do, and doing all those things that we are inclined to do as a human. Yeah, but you know, I, I always tell people to rant and rave if you want to. Just do it in your privacy of your own home. Just don't do it. When, don't do it towards other people. Just get the energy out. Get the feelings out. Because once you get the feelings out, you can look at the situation more honestly anyway because you've, you've released all that angst and, and let it go. And then you can be, then you're more comfortable. And, it's and I can't remember which chapter you talk about this in, but I thought that was extremely important and, and very, I think it's important for everybody to read that, that you don't hold on to all of this. Which chapter was that in? toward the beginning of the book. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember, but you said go into a room and scream and holler and all those things that you need to get your, you, I think you were talking about anger. Get your anger dealt with so you don't hold it in. Right. Because, because the thing is that if you, don't, if you don't acknowledge the anger in the moment it's happening, what happens is you get into another situation and the anger all comes up and it's not appropriate in that situation, but it's, it has to find a way to get up and express. Uh, and get out of you, and so it finds any way to get. It has to play a trick on you to get out. If you won't let it out just naturally, so, right? Somebody will make one little remark to you, and you'll explode like right. Vesuvius. Right. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
or go into road rage and run somebody off the road. Or, exactly. Uh, that's what. Yeah. That's exactly what it's about. You know, it's, yeah. it's about that anger that you haven't acknowledged and dealt with before. So do it. Uh, part of the problem here is that some of us who are <laughs> a little older. Uh, we're taught don't show your emotions you don't you know don't let anybody know you're angry don't show your anger don't you know don't show it's sort of the don't ever let them see you sweat idea and you don't you don't know how in some situations to deal with that anger appropriately because we weren't we weren't taught to we were just taught to keep it in right and we were taught that it was uh, like somehow you were make, you were being sinful to to get angry uh, oh yes yes and I, I I understand that and I when I was first learning to express my feelings I just um, would go into a room by myself close the door take a pillow and start pounding the pillow just to just to let my body release and uh, I've, I've shared that idea with lots of people and they've said it's been helpful just to just to get the body. Um, getting that, that angst out of you, and uh, it helps. And you always see things clearer after you've done that. But maybe some people go out and run for, you know, five miles. Or but it always the, the punching the pillow always helped me because it got that aggression out so that I could, I could look and see more honestly what, what the problem really was. Exactly. I think we've all punched a few pillows, and pillows don't tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they, more importantly, they don't they don't come back to slap you back. <laughs> no, no, they don't, and they don't pout. Right. Um, and, and you know they they don't hold a grudge. Right. Um, you know it's it's interesting how we've changed in terms of how we can express you know what we feel, and in fact, just knowing that emotions are the important aspect of us is so freeing when we've been told all our lives, use your mind, not your feelings. Well, I think um, our life is, the reality of our life is our feelings. I mean, I really do. Oh, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But that's not what we were taught growing up. Now, I think kids today are taught that it's not only valid, but necessary to let people know how you feel. And they're taught to do it in a way that's not hurtful to other people, or at least some of them are being taught that way now. It's important, it's important to have your feelings, but it, but it, you don't necessarily have to share them with others. Just just so you know what's going on inside of you, uh, and, and that you deal with them in an appropriate, meaningful, complete way. Yeah. So they're they're done. Yeah. And we're done. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, I really want to get into some specifics of the book. Okay. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Betsy Otter Thompson saying, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Betsy Otter Thompson. She's written a number of really great books. The one we're looking at today is the What If I book. Um, the What If I book. You can get it on her website, BetsyThompson.com. Is that right, Betsy? It's called, yeah, it's called What Happens If I. What Happens If I. Yeah, the what I left, if... I left that out. What Happens If I. Yeah. You can also get it on Amazon.com. It's not your run-of-the-mill book. It is very different, and it's really quite exciting what in your opinion betsy is the most valuable idea that you offer in this book or that this book offers it, uh, the idea that we live in a balanced universe um because it, it's a it's a theme that runs through all my writing um and the, the light bulb came on for me in terms of this idea when i realized that the universe thinks everything is love so if I am being kind to somebody else, the universe thinks that's my interpretation of love. If I am being cruel to somebody, the universe still thinks that's my interpretation of love. And because the universe is so generous, it loves to give you back of what you've given. So I like to put the universe like a person standing right in front of me, and I'm being rude, and the universe says to me, Ah, oh, Betsy thinks rudeness is love, so let's give her lots more of that rudeness. <laughs> oh, that's a very interesting way to put it, and one that you can understand perfectly. And, you know, I don't know that I've thought of it this way. Yes. Very powerful idea that yeah. the universe thinks everything you do is love. Yes, it has no judgment on anything. It doesn't think anything's good, bad, wrong, or right. It just thinks that's your interpretation of love. So if I just really, you know, pull back and sock somebody in the eye, the universe would say, oh, that's how she wants to express love. And so I'd probably get a real good joke back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would get people who, would, who thought that 
solving problems had to do with physicality and brutality. That's what you would attract back. Oh, I don't want to go there. Your very first chapter really got my attention, and I loved it because I was brought up with the idea from other people that my way is the highway. You know, it's my way or the wrong way. I don't mean me, but I mean the person who was telling me this. And I was also taught that there was only one right way to believe, etc., etc. So your question is, what happens if I insist there must be one answer? One answer. And the short answer to that question is you miss your own answers because there is no one answer that is right for everyone. I have my answers, you have your answers, and everyone else has their answers. And the, yeah. I was just going to say, I have an example in the book that I love to repeat because it's, a, such, it's kind of a fun way of looking at it. Um, if you walk up to a man on the street, street <clears throat> with a list of names and you ask this person who on this list has the right answers and who has the wrong answers, he can only look at the list and say, well, let's see who agrees with me. Because he judges according to his needs, and if you ask others, they can only offer a truth that works for them. But all are correct, because all are responding from the truth that they understand in the moment. So, there, I mean, even with my life myself, my truth, at the, at, you know, 20 years ago is not the same truth I have today, and 40 years ago wasn't my, the truth I had 20 years ago. So I'm constantly evolving, and everybody else is constantly evolving, and you have your truth in the moment, and... With your truth uh, firmly planted within and you acting out your truth, you attract other people who have the same truth. When you change your truth and you act, you, and act out your truth into the universe, then you attract other people who uh, have the same idea. And we're all right at all those phases, which yes. is just, you know, it, it's a very interesting way to look at things and so freeing yeah when you don't always have to be searching because it always makes you feel like you might be wrong yes and you have to remember energy cannot be cannot stand still it is always moving it's always always one direction or another uh but you're the one who directs the direction it takes uh you you can be in a positive focus and and let that mushroom and snowball or you can be in a negative focus and let that mushroom and snowball you know when i was Having trouble with my mother, I, you know, when you, you start listening to things you don't like about her, all of a sudden you can think of 20 more reasons you don't like her, 20 more reasons, and until you have a list 100, 100 long with all the things you don't like about her. However, if you start looking for the things you do like her, the same thing happens. It snowballs and it mushrooms, and you start finding more and more things you do like. And you always feel much better in a, in a mode of praise and gratitude and thankfulness than you do in, in the thinking you, you don't have what you need Nothing ever right happens. You know, my life is a mess. That's, that's, that's a focus that gets bigger if you pay attention to it. And so you have to be disciplined about the fo- thoughts that you keep in your head. You know, Irene, when I, when I was growing up, I thought I was powerless to change the ideas in my head. I just thought the ideas come to me, and I'm, vict- I'm a victim of my own ideas. I can't change them, and that's not true. You no, can. it's not true. You can change them. And, in fact, you, you really, you're, you're going to, you know, over time, you will. But, you know, sometimes we're taught with such forcefulness that the person teaching us is has the only answer that it takes us a while to be brave enough to come to our own opinions and decisions about what we think. That's um, true. That's true. But, you know, I also believe that we choose, we choose the people that we deal with in life. We, before we come here, I think we chose who we wanted to give us the challenges that we thought we needed. And uh, I believe that so strongly because I know that, 
uh, if I'd not had the mother I had, I probably would not have been motivated to find the philosophy that worked for me because her philosophy did not work for me. Uh, she had different priorities. She had uh, a different way of, of coping with life. I, I did not... Uh, I did not feel comfortable in her method, and so it, it really forced me to find something that did work for me. And in that respect, she was one of the greatest gifts of my life. And when we look at it that way, oh, it makes things so much easier. It does. Your, your second chapter is another one of my favorites because you talk about what if I think I have to be perfect? And I, you know, I, I just see so many people striving you know just really working on this one they think that everything has to be perfect and talk about perfection yeah well it's reaching for the impossible because as we were just saying before energy is always in a state of flux it's never the same from one moment to the next so what we were five minutes ago we aren't anymore we're always we're always expanding 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 and uh it is, it is, I don't think we were ever meant to be perfect. It's supposed to be, we're supposed to appreciate and remember that we are perfectly fine the way we are. And, I, and I, when I think about, you know, do I want to be around people who are perfect or striving for perfection? And the answer is I do not. So I it's don't very why, difficult. Yes, I don't know why anyone would want that from me. And, and also the other thing is when you are thinking you have to be perfect, then you're always you're never getting enough of what you need because you, you don't, if you don't have this or you don't have that, it's because you're not perfect. And then you're, then you're always in a, a place of lack and, it's, and it's instead of a place of abundance. And you're, not, you're never, ever satisfied. True. And you're not, you, you know, I, I know a couple of people who want to be perfect. I, I don't know them well anymore. <laughs> I really don't. But they're always trying to remake other people. <laughs> well, happiness doesn't come from, from finding what you lack. Nope. Happiness comes from loving what you find. Ah, yeah. You have another quote very much like that. Um, money isn't the reward for doing what you love. Happiness is. Yeah. You talk about, in one chapter, you talk about do what you love, whether you get rewarded for it or not. My question was, okay, what, how do you pay the rent? But I totally agree with what you're saying. And generally, if you follow that, don't you find a way to make a success of it? I think it, it's, that's the chapter, what happens if you do what you love but the money doesn't come. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, why is money supposed to be around everything you love? I mean, some people love to read, and they don't get rich from reading. Uh, so why why would you get rich from your passion, but the reader not get rich from her passion? Uh, it isn't about that. It isn't about money. Do what you love. Supplement your income if you have to, and appreciate the income that is supporting you in your passion. Uh, that's that certainly was my path. I mean, when I started writing, I didn't make any money from the writing, but I was so passionate to write. I was thrilled to have to be writing, and and I had this. Uh, when I started to write, and the, then the universe gave me a wonderful job that supported me beautifully. It wasn't coming from the writing, but it was there. It was there. It was there, and the money was pouring in. Uh, and and yeah, I, I'm a fan of Abraham Hicks, and they say the same thing. You know, let it let it flow, get to the flow. Yes, I mean, and the know. job was perfect. I mean, I learned so much in the job, so much about myself. 
so much about this idea of the mirror theory, always remembering that it, that I was the one who needed to look at myself. It was a, it was a very, very valuable gift to me. And um, I think we get into trouble when we have expectations, Irene, about how, how things are supposed to happen. And you get into trouble, you know, when you, when you read this book and you know you, you're going to, I know you're going to try to create this wonderful world for yourself uh, because you can't help it after you read these ideas. And the thing is you have to let go of your expectations and let the universe uh, return the gift to you in a way that's the most appropriate. And we don't always know from our conscious mind what is the most appropriate. Yeah, you're, I, I totally agree with you. And when we have expectations and we put expectations on other people, you know, we're, we're going to be disappointed because it just doesn't work. Our plans don't always work right. And, okay. and the universe has a better way. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't always work the way we think it's supposed to work, but it's always working the right way. We just don't know what the right way is. Exactly. Our soul does, however. Our soul has the overview. Our soul knows what we've lived before we got here. The soul knows what we're, why we came here, what the challenges, the soul knows the challenges we set up for ourselves and what we hope to gain and what we hope to learn while we're here. And so we just have to trust that the universe is always giving us uh, what it is we need to look at or what we need to... Um, know about ourselves and trust that it's there and, and it's there in front of us and helping us every moment and this you know raises the point of needing to be able to go within and know what it is your soul wants what it knows what it has for you how you receive the gift well i think that, that, that you have a moment-to-moment update on your life and what's happening in it by the people that you're facing and i think that you know all you have to do is express the love in your heart, and you're, you're on track. I don't think it has to be terribly complicated. I don't think, you know, I used to have to go through that, you know, what am I here for? What's, why, why can't I find the it, the perfect it of my life? What is, why aren't I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But, I mean, I learned at five years old what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm, the one, I'm the one who turned it down. On that note, it's almost time to go to break, and, and I'll end this little piece with saying what Rumi said. The, the soul is here for its own joy. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Betsy Otter Thompson, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. 
Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Betsy Otter Thompson. We're talking about her book. Um, and I, I, you know what? I left the word out here. Give me the whole title of your book, The What Happens If I. Yes, The What Happens If I book. Dot, dot, and dot. so I'm going to ask you, what happens if I make a mistake? I hear this a lot. Well, if you see a mistake as an act without love, you know how to correct any mistakes you make. And that's how I see it, as an, as an act without love. And, and then if you give the love that you didn't give before, the correct, it, usually the situation just dissipates into nothing because that's all the situation was there for in the first place. Um, but mistakes don't really exist in a world defined by growth. Since what we call a mistake is just an opportunity to expand. You know, my thought is, when somebody says, what if I make a mistake, I, I, I want to say, what if you don't do anything so you don't make a mistake, Th- then what? <laughs> and what if you don't do anything, you can't make a mistake, That that's the biggest mistake to me, is when you, when you don't try. Right. And, you and make, the, go ahead. I was just going to say, I used to define a mistake as an event that should have happened differently or as an event that shouldn't have happened at all, but... Now, that doesn't work in a perfectly balanced universe because every event is the result of an action that began it. So to change the reaction is to change the action that caused it. And you talked about that in the very beginning of yeah. the show. Yeah. Some of our greatest learning comes from some of our biggest what we consider mistakes. Yeah. And we look back and say, oh, you know, if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be in the place I'm in now, and this is so wonderful. Right. There really is no such thing as a mistake. I know that people who have really traumatic things happen to them, um, you know, automobile accidents, things like that, but there's always, there's always a reason behind it. Uh, there's always something to find that's beneficial and helpful that you needed to know or you needed to understand. I, I heard this wonderful story um, a couple years ago about a woman who lost her son to a gang murder, and um, the murderer went to murderer went to trial and was sent to jail. And the mother of the child who was killed decided that she would visit this, this child. I mean, they were teenagers to, to visit the, the man, the boy who had killed his son, her son. And um, she was so touched by his plight and how he felt about everything that she kept going back to visit him over and over and over again. And he got out early from good behavior, and um, she brought him into her home, and she said that from the unconditional love she gave to him, he became the son she had lost. Oh. I mean, I just, when I talk about it, I get choked up because it's such an incredible, powerful message, you know, that uh, you can change, you can, there's something, always something wonderful that can be found from the most tragic of things. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I, I just met a woman the other day who's going to be on the show, I think, in October. Her daughter died very suddenly, and she realized that she wasn't handling it well, and she decided she was not going to become a bitter old woman. And she's just written this wonderful book uh, about her life and, and what she was able to do when she decided that she would not allow herself to become a bitter old woman. Um, she's really quite a blessing to everybody around. She lives right here in my town. And, and it's going to be wonderful to ha- hear her story. You have another quote that I absolutely, I love it. When judgment arrives, love dies. Then you wait uncomfortably for all that judgment to boomerang. Yes, and, and why, how, why do we have judgment anyway? We have no idea what other people need to live. We don't know what they came here to understand, what their life is about, what role they agreed to play when they got here. We don't have any of that information, so it's, it's, it's pointless to judge what other people are doing or what other people think is important. People are finding what they need to find. They're finding the people who reflect who they are. We don't need to worry about everybody else. We just, make, we just need to make sure that we're attracting the people to us that we want in our life and make sure that we are behaving as we hope other people will because there is no way you can control how everybody else is acting anyway. So why even spend any time thinking about it? Why spend any time judging their behavior when you don't know why, what they, what, anything about their life uh, and, and you don't know what happened to them in the past life that they may be here to learn something really specific this time. And we don't know how long people plan to be here. Some people nope. plan to be here for a very short time. Some people plan to be here for a long time. And it's, it's up to that. It's each soul is choosing what it thinks is wise for its path. And if we can trust, if we can only trust that other people are where they need to be, doing what they need to do, we will be able to trust ourselves because whatever we give to others, we give to ourselves. Very well said. I always like the image of taking the judge's robes off and putting them down. Yes. You know, because that's not our role in life to to judge where anybody else is. Another quote that I think is very powerful and could be quite controversial in some centers or circles is that ethics are personal. What is good and right is only what is good what is good and right for you. A lot of people would disagree with you on that. Well, it's around the idea of judgment, I guess, that you, you cannot, uh, I mean, right changes from person to person. I, I think if you ask yourself, am I living what is right for me, you have the only answer you need. Are you living what is right for you? Because um, if everybody, the, the only thing that people really need from you is your unconditional love. And if you're giving your unconditional love to everyone, you can't go wrong. Uh, but if you are if you are saying that I can't love that person if or I can't love them because they believe this or that, um, then you attract a lot of people who can only love you uh, if they if you if. do this or if you do that. And uh, so it, all you're attracting back to you is a lot of uh, conditional love from people around you. So give what you want to receive. You want to receive unconditional love. You want people to appreciate you for who you are. Therefore, that is what you must give to others. There's no other way you can get it. Uh, there's no other way you can get that feeling of unconditional love unless you give it. It just doesn't happen. And if you, if you, you know, I had this, what just came to me, this idea of people, sort of, this sort of combines the ideas we've been talking about. Um, 
if people come to me and they say, I want to find the perfect mate or the perfect friend, I say, okay, sit down and write a list of all the qualities you want that person to have. Uh, I don't care if it's five things you write down or if it's 25 things you write down. Just write them all down. And then go back to the list and start giving those qualities to other people because unless you are the person you want to attract back to you, the person you want to attract back to you is also somebody else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> St. Augustine said, love God and do what you will. It took me a while to figure out that when you really are loving, when you're in love um, with God, with humanity, with yourself, you're not going to do anything that hurts them. That's right. And everyone is you. So, I mean, just look at everyone as you. That's what the idea of oneness is all about. We are all, all here and everybody in front of you is you. So are you treating this person in front of you the way you want to be treated or the way you treat yourself? And that's an outstanding question. We are right up at the end of the show, Betsy. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our audience today? We are all the power of God within us, but we all decide individually how to use that power. And that's why the idea of taking responsibility is so important, because we are autonomous to choose how we behave, how we react to others, and how we share the power that we are. So be the light that you hope to encounter in others, because this is how you create the love you desire. Oh, thank you for that. Next week is the 4th of July, Independence Day. We'll be playing Ross Rosenberg's show, Why We Love People Who Hurt Us. We're going to rejoin you live on July 11th with Greg Maloof, who will be talking about the University of Self. Betsy, thank you so much. Thank you, Irene, for having me. It's been wonderful. I love We hearing. never get finished, <laughs> so we're going to have to have you back again. <laughs> okay, I'll come. Just invite me. <laughs> okay, this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Betsy Otter-Thompson, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.